Welcome, dear listener. My name is Rick Guzman. I am an improv comedian <laughs> and your host. Thank you for listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. I'm here with the gorgeous and perfect and always, always exciting Chelsea Biddington. You forgot to mention I'm always correct. <laughs> that is true. Oh, and I am always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I pause. In weird places. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> when I asked you to do the intro, I wasn't expecting you to imitate me. but That's why I said I'm the always interesting Chelsea Bennington. Um, yes. Hi, guys. So this is one of the tutorial episodes of Spooky Doings. Again, thank you for listening. Um, if you have not seen Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, why? And <laughs> they've been <laughs> out a while. We're, we're, they've been out a good while. One of them's been out for well over 20 years. Um, you should be watching them and then listen to this because we're going to spoil the hell out of them. Uh, Rick recently watched Scream 4 for the yeah. first time. Yeah, th this yeah. this is a different aspect of the tutorial because in in this episode the subject is me. I know <laughs> he. Uh, so let me let me make sure I got this right. Yeah. You've seen the first three, of course, yes. Um, but the fourth one you had just not seen. Yes, that one came out in two thousand eleven. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, I I I'd seen the first three in the theaters. Mm -hmm. Um. And, the uh, theaters, yes. all the theaters, all of the theaters, went to every theater. <laughs> the, uh, the theatrical productions of Scream, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And and and, um, I was done. I, I was fine with yeah, it. And with then, how it ended. And then in because I, I it, uh, it's hard not to jump around. Um, with the slew of remakes that started in the early aughts. I was like, no, I was told this is a trilogy and we're done with the story. So to to go back to it just seemed like an unnecessary cash grab for me. But you had always spoken highly of it, the fourth installment. And I respect your opinion. So when I saw that they were all on um, Showtime, I'm like, okay, uh, let's, let's give it a whirl. But if we're going to do that, um, I wanted to re-familiarize myself with everything, so I watched all four movies over the span of a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Just and then finally got to the fourth one. I, I, I paused a little bit because I wanted to be fresh in my memory for when we'd record. Being having only seen it once and and it being the least one I'm one I'm least familiar with rather, and. Uh, the spoiler for the this spoiler-filled episode, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's so good. One thing, and this is just a brief thing I'll mention about the fourth one before we dive into it later. Mm -hmm. I think it just has the same energy as the first one. Um, I, there's, I loved it being back to high school kids again, and then having Sydney there. Um, and Sydney had kind of a... In the third one, she she had um, 
kind of a background role, which mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, she was filming Party of Five or something. Like there okay. was there was a reason yeah. that her scenes were that she was that her role is is minimized compared there, yeah. to the first two. Um, so I was happy to see her back. Um, Okay, back is better than ever. Because my favorite Sydney is Scream 2 Sydney, because Scream 2 Sydney was ready to fuck shit up. And she was ready to kill Lori Metcalf and Timothy Oliphantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, so you got to say her full name American Treasure Lori, Lori Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah. That's fair. That, that's how I refer to her. That's fair. She <laughs> is wonderful. I can quote her in Scream 2 all the time. Um, but yeah, so. If I remember correctly, when we first, way back when we met and we were talking about horror movies, you told me you didn't consider Scream a horror movie, right? I don't consider the Scream films horror. I consider them to be whodunits within the, the, the w- with some of the spice of horror. It follows all the tropes, mm-hmm. all the rules, and they're very meta about it, right, from, from the first film. Oh, yeah. It's like, when it, but I was never scared by it. And also growing up on, on slasher movies... Uh, the slashers I'm most familiar with, and there are exceptions. Norman Bates being the one. There's always some kind of supernatural mm-hmm. aspect to the killer. Uh-huh. Like you can unload a shotgun in their face, put them down for maybe 20 seconds at best, and they get up and running. But when Rose McGowan throws a beer bottle at Ghostface Nutsack, he's going down. Yeah. So that that human aspect of of that character. Uh, removes it from me and also that i'm just not scared i'm enjoying it i'm entertained yeah. by it but at no point am i jumping or or, or getting goosebumps. oh yeah that's so funny because i feel like the human aspect for me is what scares me oh, okay i get more scared at humans rightly I'm scared so. of humans all the time mm-hmm. um than so. i'm scared of like supernatural entities well it depends it depends on the supernatural film mm-hmm. um so I I watched the Scream movies at a very young age. Probably was, too young. Pro- definitely too young. I was born in 91, and the first one came out, like, I know, I'm sorry. I apologize well, that, for the year I was born. That, that, that's why you're the youth correspondent, but, oh, God, yes. 1991. 1991. I had about four hairs above I know, my lip. You were, you were 43 at that time. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> but, um... Uh, Started out as a boy working for the Pony Express. So I, so I saw them in middle school. I rented them from Rainbow Video all the time. I, I don't know why my mom didn't just buy me the VHSs, but Scream... V- VHSs were expensive for a while. And the, they were. Yeah. And the Scream movies... or Sorry, the first Scream movie never scared me. I was mm-hmm. more entertained. The Scream 2... What, what are the words I'm choosing to say right now? Scream 2... Uh, the beginning of it scared me. Mm. Um, the movie theater death, because yeah, that just seemed too real. With, with Jada Pinkett. Omar yeah, Epps. and when Omar Epps, like, when he gets, he which that. I don't even think that would work. I don't think, can a knife go through a bathroom stall? Like, if it's a real shitty one, sure. It, I mean, if it's a movie well, theater like bathroom if, if, stall, it probably is. Right, and if it's one of those knives as seen on TV, like, it can cut through this tin can, oh, but yeah. also <laughs> slice nicely through a t- tomato. And that's what Ghostface had he, in that one. He got it on QVC. Yes, 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 he did. <laughs> Lori was watching QVC. That's how she got her You get the full set. Yes. The full set for your stabbing That's why she was the most competent killer out of the four. <laughs> she was, oh, I loved her. Anyway, um, that one scared me because uh, everyone thinking it was like her being you know part mm. of 
just how stupid everybody was being and they weren't really paying attention to her. And um, it doesn't help that we've had movie theater deaths in the, in the last like 10 to 15 yep, years. it does not help. Um, so yeah, that one, even though I hate these movies, but I loved how Scary Movie made fun of the Scream 2 death. Did you ever watch Scary yes, Movie? Yes, I did. Um, where, is it, is it Regina Hall? I think that's, um, what's her name? Uh, that's gonna bother me. I, let me find you, out. Do you but mean, anyway, she's in the... you mean the, the scene in, in Scream 2 where, uh, a, a dick is tickling, uh, Marlon Wayne's no, ear? No, oh, no, that has nothing <laughs> to do with the theater death. Yep. Um, when she's, like, recording the movie and they're watching Shakespeare in Love and yeah. she keeps talking to it. I got it. you on camera! Uh, I got you on candid camera. Um... And I loved uh, Regina Hall. Um, that they were all stabbing her, like stop talking through the movie. So that's Which just a little I've, side note. I've I've wanted to do that on yeah, several whenever occasions. Yeah, people are texting, I just want to kick their stab face. them face. You want to? St- yeah. And um, but no, I thought that death was really scary. And uh, Scream Two was definitely my favorite for a long time. Okay. Um, I loved the cast. I, I'm obsessed with Sarah Michelle Gellar, so I watched it a lot because of her. So I was a big mm. Buffy fan, still am. Um, and I love Timothy. And, uh, yeah, Scream 3 was my least favorite. I think it's everybody's least favorite, usually, because it played more on the comedy, and it just... I don't know, that movie had a weird um, pacing for me. Well, I in, in, in re-watching it, I noticed that it wasn't written by Kevin Williamson. It was written by someone named Aaron Kruger. Yeah, I think Kevin Williamson, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he originally was going to write it and his script was butchered or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something but like that happened. He, here's one of the things where hindsight is 2020, uh, in my opinion. And uh, notice we're not talking about Scream 4 yet. But, yeah, I know. We'll get there. <laughs> but I wonder if, if, if wrapping it up in that trilogy and dealing what was at the time referred to as the Hollywood casting couch, and now is rightly referred to as Mm -hmm. assault. I wonder, with it being put out by Dimension, if this was like a a subtly wrapped dig at Harvey Weinstein and all of his bullshit. It had to be, with how well known it was in those circles. In those circles, yeah. I yeah I don't dislike the movie. I and think, you got the producer there, like yeah. she didn't do anything that she wasn't willing to do. I know. And he's like, if you want to make it in this business, blah blah blah. He died, rightly so. And um, I did like how it was wrapped up at least. So mm-hmm. I was like fine yeah. with how it ended. Yeah, it's like too. We're, we're putting this story away. We're done mm-hmm. with it. But when the trailers for Scream Four came out, and I saw like kind of what they were going for, and with Sydney being back and Dewey and Gail. I was like, they got me back in. So I made my best friend who hates oh. horror movies go see it with me when oh. it came out. Old friends coming back to visit. Yeah, and I and it's back in you know, what's the town called? Uh, Springwood. Oh, I'm forgetting. Yeah, and um, my best friend who hates scary movies, but she liked the scream movies. I. I made her watch them in preparation because I was like, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Solidifying my theory, not horror. Yeah, because she liked them. <laughs> murder mystery, mm-hmm. there you go. And she likes the murder mystery. There you go. So, uh, Scream 4, she was able to, she, the one scene, and rightly so, that she couldn't, I, I don't want to say she couldn't handle, but she definitely just mm. turned away from, 
was uh, when Ghostface just butchers that girl in the bedroom. I, I did like the extra gore. That and, was a crazy scene. That yeah, the movie's one. gory. Yeah, you you got some some fake intestines, a lot of blood splatter. Yeah, and I love that uh, one issue. And it's more an issue with three than it is with four. Um, David Arquette, and you can say what you want about David Arquette. All of it's going to be correct. Uh, but at least he tried acting in the second one by having like a limp and justifying it with a severed nerve. But he that's so, gone by the third one. He was so good, and and, and especially it should be worse because he got yeah. stabbed like crazy yeah. in the second one and too. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think that's how nerves work. The nerve just starts working Look, again. You're fine. Sometimes the charm. You're fine. You're good. You're go- you're going to be all right. It yeah. did it did make me happy Former that Former WCW champion. Right. It did make me happy that. Uh, he wasn't attacked in the well he got hit in the head with like a vomit pan bucket thing bed pan you think that's for vomit do you (laughs) i like to think it is i don't want to think about what it's for and um i i mean he got hit with that but this time around instead of him getting stabbed it was gail who Mm. got stabbed what did you think of uh it's one of my favorite parts of the movie the fake out openings um they were kind of funny. It's yeah. like, all right, where are we going with this? Why Suki Stackhouse here with Veronica uh, Mars? Yeah. I and, loved that and, one. And that it's it, that said to me, Kevin Williamson is back in the fold, mm-hmm. and he's getting his commentary out. And his commentary definitely reflects every other fucking horror fan in the world yeah. with their opinion, and we're going to state it loudly. We're going to state it proudly. And depending on how much we respect the person we're talking to, we'll accept criticisms of our opinions. Um, So that wasn't the thing that I loved most about those, uh, that movie within the movie. The part that I love the most is later on at the big stabathon that they showed Mm. the first movie in the movie with Mm -hmm. Heather Graham is directed by Robert Rodriguez, also associated with the mention at that time. Did they show that it was that directed, it's directed by, by Robert Rodriguez? I'm, yeah, it's a, it's quick. I'm probably more focused on hearing "Red Right Hand" yeah. by Nick Cave. It was really quick. Which is the one problem I have with screen form. Like we're not we're not bringing Nick Cave back for the musics one more time. I know. I he would rec- have liked. He that. recorded a whole new version for Screen Three. Yeah, why not? Which I did it, like. It keeps it sexy. <laughs> I liked. Um, I liked the cast a lot. I thought mm. all of them played their parts really well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Emma Roberts in general. Mm-hmm. I think she's so great in the horror genre. She's in the, um, I know you don't watch this, but she's in several seasons of American Horror Story, and mm-hmm. she plays it really well. I don't think I've ever seen anything with her in it. Uh, Why? Well, but love it, her. is she like Julia Roberts' kid or? Uh, niece. Okay. She's Eric so Roberts. she's Eric Roberts' kid. She's okay. Eric Roberts' kid. All right, cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her uh, before. And I like that even you've got the film nerds in it explaining why it's different from every other remake. We are we don't have to follow the trilogy thing. We're going to... You know the rules. We're going to break those rules. We're going to fuck mm-hmm. with our characters. We're going to fuck with the audience. But also keeping the familiar. There's so many red herrings involved i thought it was the lady deputy at first when her lemon when, squares yeah when, no when you meet her and like oh she's kind of got a beef with uh Gail. sydney 
from, oh, no, the, from back in the, in oh, the high in school the Peter days. Peter Pan play. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, okay, it's probably going to be her, because maybe we're not going to... And they deliberately don't show her around any of the killings for a while. And then it's like, okay, well, it can't be her, because the killing's taking place in this other location, mm-hmm. and she's over here with Dewey. Yeah. And you throw in some comedy of uh, Adam Brody and... Anthony, what's his Anderson. last name? Anderson. Anderson, thank you. As the cops commenting on that, uh, which is good. So, so it, 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 it has the funny, it has uh, the stabity, the gore. Again, no nudity, but this happens in the screen. I should be used to yeah, it by now. Yeah, none of them, yeah. I, sh- I should be used to it. Yeah, I... Um yeah, I just really enjoyed Screen 4, and I've rewatched it several times. And, um... There's just, like I said before, there's an energy about it that I feel like it was Wes Craven back at it, like back in his game, and Kevin Williamson. And um, I know that one thing I hate that, you know, unfortunately with Wes Craven passing away, um, there was a commentary, a director's commentary, where Hayden Panettiere, who plays Kirby, Mm -hmm. and Wes Craven point out, you don't see her die. Like, you just see her bleeding on mm. the cement and of course you assume girl is dead but they were both hinting at like if there was a screen five kirby could be back which i would have loved because kirby was my favorite she character. made me love her in that film yeah a, a lady that knows her horror business yeah is always very great. near and dear to my heart i still and i mentioned this to you before my favorite scene is when he's saying um name the remake and she cuts him off and just starts listing every, every horror movie that's been one. remade and then she's like i got it right and i was like no kirby sweetie no don't go out there Could i wasn't expecting rory culkin to be one of the killers i was low-key expecting emma roberts mm-hmm. to be one of the killers because you know that evil lurks mm-hmm. and she plays evil really well but um, I wasn't expecting Rory Culkin to be one of them. But it, and, and here's where my skewed perspective comes in place. Like, you know, if you don't like one of your cousins, I think it's natural to want to stab them. But, you know, this is just me talking. Yeah. And uh, if anything were to befall either of the cousins I don't like, I had nothing to do with it. I'm here with Chelsea. We're recording a podcast. Well, you could do what she does and just bash yourself against a coffee table, a wall, pull your own hair out, scratch your own face. That was a great scene. That that was messed up. She she had it planned out. Uh, she knew the rules. It's there. It's she knew how to be the final girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that whole scene. I loved her monologue about how God she's just a psychopath. That she's like, I just want fame. You don't have to do anything these days to become, or you don't have to succeed at anything to become famous. You uh, just, she said, you just have to have fucked up shit happen to you. And I'm like, oh. God. And, and and that's a commentary of, of the time still that's happening. That's a good today. 2011 commentary. I, I don't even know how much fucked up shit you have to have happened to you, but uh, the point of if you just get fans. Because mm-hmm. speaking, you know, a, as an old fogey who was uh, 72 years old when you were born, and um, it's like, I, I don't understand the idea of, 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 online influencers it's like mm-hmm. these people who are famous for famous somehow get sponsorships and it's like hey buy this product and there are people that watch their short little diatribes and do it and, and, and the old punk in me is like how's that work 
Yeah. Well, there's a difference between, like, influencers and people that are actually, like, content creators. Like, there are people that are online influencers, mm -hmm. but they do make their own YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. They do something similar like this podcast, and it's made them an influencer. Mm -hmm. So them I do have respect for, for the most part. Of course, there's ones out there that are garbage. Um, but that's the same with celebrities and any other field. Um but there are, as you're saying, <clears throat> excuse me, as you're saying, there are influencers who, yeah, they just post pretty pictures and they mm -hmm. get sponsorships from it. They're not doing anything. I think it's just important to mention that there's two different tiers when it comes to influencers, because some do deserve that credit. A lot of them do not. So what, what else did you want to ask me? Because we've known each other a while, mm -hmm. and I've known you lo love this movie for a while. And you know, I've never watched this movie. So are there any things like, okay, when he finally gets to it, what do yeah. I want So, what did you think about the original, like, trio? Did you feel like it was still, were, was the acting good? Was it still feeling like it was Gail, Dewey, and Sydney? Did you feel like anything was off? Especially because Courtney Cox and David <coughs> Kett, uh were divorced at this time. No, I hadn't, I didn't. I knew they were married. I knew they were divorced. I didn't know how this fit into uh, the time frame. They were already divorced. But I like time. seeing the, the the gradual maturity of the characters. Um, Dewey coming into his own and finally being the respective respected sheriff as opposed to the goofball back in the original. Yeah. That nobody took seriously. Especially uh, his sister and the wonderful Rose McGowan. Um, Gail stopped being such a uh, ruthless uh, journalist in things. Got a little subtle in, 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 in her maturity. Uh, whereas uh, Sydney just kind of, you know what? Th this is me. <laughs> and yeah. if this is me, I may as well become Cotton weary in yeah. a sense uh, but do it in like a classy way yeah, do it instead a, of hosting yeah. a talk show it's like we're gonna 100% cotton yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna make it into literature so so they it wasn't necessary but it's not one of those movies that I look at like they never needed to do this yeah it, it's and then you can just shake your head as I as I it doesn't get picked up on the microphone. You just shake your head and go, eh, it happens. Like, they never needed to do this, but I'm glad to have been wrong. Yeah. In that, I didn't want to see this, and then I watched it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I have my dumb, dumb moments. It, it is was... a perfect example of, like, if you are going to rehash something, basically, mm -hmm. especially when you already made it a closed trilogy, you really have to put, like, the love back into it mm -hmm. and the appreciation for what did the fans love about the trilogy what did they not really care for mm -hmm. you know what can we emphasize what new characters can we bring while shedding light on the old characters so i think it's just a really good example of if you're gonna make something like you know the screen three came out i think in like 2000 or 2001 About 2000 2000 so this was 11 years after mm -hmm. you you have to give them a reason to show yeah. up because i i'm i'm always a believer that with a sequel there's a small window to actually do something otherwise mm -hmm. it's pointless so anything more than four years it's like 
why the fuck are they doing yeah. it? And speaking as someone of, of, of the first VHS generation, that now there's always talk about, there's a new Bill and Ted coming out. There's a new Coming to America coming out. Like, fucking why? Did my generation lose all of its imagination? Or are corporations like, no, we have to do something that already exists that we know there's an audience for if we're going to take a chance on it. I think it's a mixture of both. <laughs> and I think it's people overemphasizing the nostalgia factor that mm -hmm. people love. Just because people are nostalgic about it doesn't mean they want a new mm -hmm. adaptation of it. I, I think it's easy to do in horror because so many of the killers are faceless yeah. and just put a mask on some fucking buddy and just have them chop the people. Yeah, exactly. You put out a Friday the 13th movie, I'm a Halloween movie, I'm going to go there. Oh, just yeah. Because why not? Uh, but in this, it, 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 it played off of all those things and showed them that, you know, we're all in on the joke and we're all going to fuck with it and change it yeah. up. Like when they're talking about, we're making stab a drinking game. Take a drink every time someone yells, no. Yeah. <laughs> every time someone says, I'll be right back. So th the audience is along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And that gave it uh, uh, kind of a carnivalesque mm -hmm. aspect to it. Of like, yeah, we're all yeah, because the whole meta thing was it being a remake. Mm -hmm. Like they were talking about it being a reboot and a remake and... One thing I love that Sydney says at the end is she's like, one thing to remember when making remakes, like, don't fuck with the original. And it's a great line from Sydney. Um, yeah, it's... And, and then another question. What about, like, the newer characters? What did you think about the younger cast? I didn't want to get attached... the roles that they filled. Didn't want to get attached to them because, again, it's hard. Like, they're not going to be there. No. Like, I, I don't want to get too attached to them because uh, whatever happens at the end of this, at least one's going to be the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but conversely, I think if you really want to fuck with the crowd and, and give it that oomph... I feel one of the, the veteran trio should have died. Either Sydney, Gale, or Dewey. Yeah. Uh, I did like that. Yeah, it's not, it, we're not having another Dewey kebab in this one. I mean, though, he didn't get stabbed much in the third one. No, he correctly. didn't. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I think that could have put, like, some, some more emotional emphasis mm -hmm. on it instead of just all of the, the younger, sexy folk. Yeah, I, I did think for a second that Gail was going to die, that mm -hmm. she was going to be so like, I want to solve this on my own. But then I would I would have been mad if mm -hmm. that's how Gail died. Um, well, from a shoulder stab, I'm like, okay, okay, at least yeah. at least this time it was her yeah, and not Dewey. But if she had gotten killed, I'm like, all right, that, that, there's your casualty. Yeah. I definitely could have seen one of them dying, not Sydney. But I was scared for a second that she was dying, mm. um, or that she would die when um, when Emma Roberts stabbed her, and then uh, you know took forever for the ambulance to get there. It's like she's been stabbed multiple times. Yeah. And here's the, the other human thing. body is amazing. <laughs> here's another thing I wonder about, uh, especially in, uh, if it was true in 2011, it's certainly true now in 2020. Um, the idea of a ringing phone, I, I I figure many people would simply walk past it. Or is there something ingrained in us so much, like Kiefer Sutherland mentions in Phone Booth? What is it about a ringing phone that someone just has I to answer it? I love 
phone booth. That <laughs> you, is such a good movie. You and me both, baby. It's so good. I used, It came on FX all the time, and I would watch it every time. Oh, I don't know if you can watch it on FX because you missed the best line. Well, I watched it outside of FX okay, as well, cool, but yeah. like re-watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you made me hurt my dick hand. They might have allowed that. I don't know. Best line in that movie. Um... I think 2011 was just the right spot when it comes to mm. a ringing phone yeah. like that. I feel like when they do it now, it yeah, what wouldn't do they, work. What, what do they do in the series with, with the calls? It's cell phones. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all cell phones. But people still picking it up. And... They're picking it up because often, if I remember correctly, the killer like disguises it as somebody else's yeah. phone. Okay. Like, it's yeah. so, so-and-so as, calling you, but it's actually As they him. were doing in the fourth film. Yeah. Because it, it, it's... Or I, text messages. A lot of it was text mm-hmm. messages in the um, that that makes, It's one of those things that it's hard to keep it happening mm-hmm. in the modern times. I remember uh, listening to one of Kevin Smith's podcasts just a few years ago, and he's like, yeah, clerks can't be made today. Mm-mm. Like, not only in the sense that video stores don't exist anymore, but, you know, when he was making it in the early 90s, and he's got one character about how, complaining about how there's no ice for their coffee. Now, it's not a thing. Not, yeah, that's rarely ever no, a problem. I think I think 2011 was a sweet spot there. Mm-hmm. Any later, I think it wouldn't have. Because I mean, we still had our landline at that time, um, and uh, I do miss that in horror movies. Um, the phone doing doing a period horror movie piece, uh, it simplifies things. It's not mm-hmm. like okay, but. Well, because even, you know, in the modern stuff, when some shit's happening, like, oh, I don't have a signal. Well, that removes that as a, a yeah. possibility for aid to come rescue us. You know, back then, it's like, all right, we, we got to find a payphone. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it gives the prop people something to do. Let, let's scrounge up a payphone, set it up, dress it in, make it safe. Make it look real. Boom. There yeah. you go. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, is there anything about Screen 4 that you didn't like? Like I said, I, I just would have wanted one of the trio. Wanted just one of the trio. Just one. Die. Just one. Just, doesn't doesn't matter. have to be all of them. Just doesn't one. matter who. Doesn't, I'm, I'm not particular. Uh, and like I said, it's a, the, the, the lack of nudity in Scream also makes it not a slasher film. My slasher is. In your in, case. By my criteria. In your gross criteria. It, it's how we all got here. There's nothing gross. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see attractive people uh, without their clothes on. It, it, it's. Perfectly natural. <laughs> I mean, as long as they're consensual in taking off their clothes for a camera for my entertainment. Then we're good. And then it's all good. Yeah. Um, I could have seen Dewey get it. I mean, not naked. Dead. Well, uh, why not both? I know. Naked and dead. <laughs> naked and dead. The, <laughs> naked. The, the, the Dewey, I forget his last name story. The Deputy Dewey story. Fuck him. Yeah. Riley. Riley. Thank you. So I remember... That's actually one thing I'll mention that I wish the films did a better job with, is I would have liked to see Dewey dealing with the fact that his sister was so brutally murdered in the first one. Yeah, they didn't really touch on Like, they mentioned Tatum by name in Scream 2, and he kind of looks away, Mm -hmm. so it is like a little moment. But Uh, I would have liked to see it. I think they mentioned it in 4, like, just a touch. There's a deleted scene where they mention it. Okay. At least, like, to him. May have been on Showtime. Mm. They may have put it in there. Maybe. Um, but that's just, and that's such a nitpicky thing that it doesn't, mm. it doesn't bother me. Like, to, I don't not watch them because of that. But I really would have liked to, 
because his sister, I mean, it was his sister, mm -hmm. and she died in probably the most brutal way in that movie. In that movie, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I, again, projecting my own family things, if you don't get along with your sibling and they get stuck in a garage door... Because she's a kid. Are you really that broken up if, if you got a date with Courtney Cox? she's a kid. But you don't like her. They, they only had, like, little sibling rivalry stuff. I don't think I ever got the feeling that they hated each other. I had the feel It looked like normal brother-sister stuff to me. I got the feeling she hated him. That's because of your thing. That's because of my thing, yes. <laughs> You're reflecting. Um, no, that's projecting. Projecting. Whatever, I can't speak. I project like a motherfucker. Yeah. This is true. But, yeah, um, Scream 4 is just, it, in my opinion, that I consider, like, a complete... Complete series. I know we're not getting any more. No, there are there are rumors that I think it might be Blumhouse is considering rebooting. I don't want it. <laughs> if Wes it Craven's, is, it is decided. It is decided. If Wes Craven's not doing it, which he cannot. Okay, but you but, have an idea of bringing Wes Craven back? No, actually, I don't. But if it was put in the hands of someone competent that loved horror, like. Like uh, the, the, the rough crew boys of Danny McBride oh. uh, having redone oh, Halloween. Like if, You're right. If, if they did it, because they could add the funny, they could add the spooky, they could add the stabby. Right. I think if they uh, were to, to take a stab at it, pun intended, it could be okay. Okay. I got, I got a lot of good ideas. Hire I'll, me, Jason Bloom. I'll allow Blum. it. Blum. I don't know Blum. how you pronounce your name, but I'll catch your check. Blumhouse? Blumhouse? I don't know. Um, I'll allow it. Do you mean like a reboot, like Sydney's story is over, or like a reboot of Sydney? Whatever they want to do. In, in Kenny Powers, I trust. But yeah, it, it reminded me, another reason why I was reluctant to to see the fourth one is because quadrilogies previously had sucked. Like, you'd have the first three mm -hmm. aliens, which was fine, and then they added Alien 4, which was bullshit. Which is hard to say when Guillermo del Toro's involved with something. <laughs> and same thing with, with Indiana Jones. Not Well, not a traditional trilogy. That fourth one was some bullshit. Yeah. Funny story about that. So with the gang and my friend Raz had already seen it. So halfway through the movie, I'm pissed off. I want to leave. He wanted to see it again? Yes. I wanted to leave. This is the Shia LaBeouf one, right? Yes. I wanted to leave and just meet everybody at the diner, but I thought everybody else was having a good time. Nobody was so, having a good time. So I stayed, and then when I'm done, like, what the fuck was that? And then, like, everybody's upset, and, and I was like, yeah, and I'm like, wait, you saw this already. You could have warned us. You could have said, this is bullshit, do not give it your money, and we could have just went and got buffalo wings. So I'm still a little bitter at him for that one. That's not cool, man. <laughs> You heard it here, Raz. It's not cool, man. <laughs> Chelsea said that's not cool. And Chelsea knows cool. That is true. Is there anything else that you want to add about Scream 4? I think I may need to watch it again, but, you know, that, the question is when. Having just done it recently. Yeah. I'd wait a few months. Yeah. And, uh... It's one of those that I love to, like, watch... Like once a year, once or twice and, a year. And, and, and I have my weird compulsions that if I'm going to do one Curiously, you see, you have to carve out time yeah. so that you can watch all four. I'm going to do the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't just pull out Friday the 13th 4 and watch it. Like a monster. Yes. That, <laughs> what are we, animals? 
I feel that way with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, it's like you got you. I gotta do the whole fucking shebang, and like in the case of Saul, it's like even the shitty ones. I have to watch all eight of these films. Not Jigsaw. I never bought that one. Oh God, I but, forgot about that one. We went and saw it. We went it. and saw it, and th- and thank you to our friend Amanda who gave me free passes, because that coming out, it's like I don't want to pay for this bullshit. No, that. We but saw when it you free. see that one hundred percent free, and and you and I are like poking each other in the sides with our elbows, like, like look at the, look at this, look at this chick with the animal print. Oh, I could ruin her life in a most loving way. <laughs> Back in my younger days. What was it? There was one of the deaths or something where I just went, that's stupid, out (laughs) loud. And I didn't mean to say it, like, in full force. But it just erupted out of your face. (laughs) I was just like, that's stupid. (laughs) It had to be done. It had to be done. And I hear Chris Rock is rebooting that. I'm actually pretty excited about that. Which I... I'm excited about that because I don't know what I'm getting into. Exactly. But see, at that point, I want Jigsaw's voice to be Chris Rock's voice. Like, the little puck... Puppet pedals on right. How'd you like to play a game? And then you're just like, whoa. Wait, what? What are we doing? Huh? Hmm? Like, sir, can you sound a little bit more threatening? How much for one rib? What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I, I like reboots and remakes sometimes. I did enjoy in the late 2000s when they became very popular because we got some good ones out of it. I thought the Friday the 13th reboot was pretty good. That was good. Um. Nightmare on Elm Street was not. Was that was not good. That was not good at all. I feel like there's something else, and I'm just forgetting it, but I'm sure it'll come to me. But yeah. Horror. (laughs) (laughs) The look on your face is priceless. You know how it is. That's alright. Horror. (laughs) We love it. Yeah. Everybody who, if you've seen the Scream trilogy and you haven't seen Scream 4... Have an open mind and watch it. It is really fun. I don't think you'll regret watching it. I feel like it's a quality film, and it's Wes Craven. It's quality Wes Craven, I would say. I should look up if that was Wes Craven's last movie. I don't think. I don't think it was his last. Could be wrong. As, as we vamp our way through. Upcoming projects. How do you have upcoming projects if you're dead? Oh, probably producer or developed by or something where it's like. <clears throat> as a di- as a director, yes, that was his last film. Oh man. It, it, it was he he died in 2015 at 76. And that was his swan song. Heartbreaking. But along along with 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 uh with, Scream. What are some of your other favorites? I'm, I'm sure Nightmare, can. Doesn't need to be mentioned because it's on. Yeah, because it's on. It's everybody's favorite. You know, one movie I love that's not a horror movie that he did is Red Eye. Yeah, with that Rachel was a good McAdams one. and Killian Murphy. That's a good one. That's a. There's some spooky aspects. There, that's a white knuckle thriller yes, right there. When, you, when you're trapped on a plane, even with fine ass Killian Murphy, uh, but it's like no, we're. Full. Yeah. Hurtling through the air in a cylinder. That was. And this motherfucker is acting a fool. I like. I yeah. I really liked that, and I'm trying to think. One of my favorites, because uh, I watched it when I was uh, the age of the, the, the protagonist. Yeah, People Under the Stairs. Yeah. First time I saw Ving Rhames and anything. I finally watched that one and loved it. You've after never seen Har- it before? No, after oh. Horror Noir, I watched it. Oh, And I yes. really liked it. Shit, we could have yeah. done a tutorial about that. Yeah, I think I just watched it and didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't let Rick know. <laughs> Don't let Rick know I watched one of his favorite movies. <laughs> but yeah, Red Eye, I loved. Um... Shocker does not hold up. Mm. I haven't seen that one in a very long time. It, it, I watched it, I think, last year, and I'm like, oh, I loved this when I was younger, and I look at it now like, this is very 80s corny. Mm-hmm. But for that MTV era, maybe perfect fucking sense. Do you like his uh, like OG stuff, like Last House on the Left I tried and Hills wa- Have Eyes? I tried watching, no, I, I, I never, didn't like the Hills Have Eyes. I tried watching the Last House on the Left, and maybe this is a sign of maturity. Um, I wonder if the rape revenge subgenre has any place in cinema anymore because back in the day it was and even though i'm very pro nudity in film back in the day it was just a reason to see a woman naked on screen but the brutality of a movie like that or i spit on your grave i'm like this this just makes me feel uncomfortable i want it told by women i don't want it told by men unless like the man the man is like a victim and it's like a story (laughs) that i'm sick of rape revenge stuff or rape in general, just being stories told by men. Right. Valid point. It is decided. It is decided. I don't think it... I agree with you, kind of, like, does it have a place anymore? But the only reason I still think it has a place is because I do want women to continue telling those stories. But, again, I want it done, like... Again, I want it done by women. I want it done by... Or, you know survivors who want to tell this story mm-hmm. not saying that they should or that they're obligated to only you, if they wanted to um you don't want it as just a shitty plot device yeah i, I that's what and so i didn't care for the last house on the left i mean i didn't really have any feelings towards it i did like the remake actually um i thought it was pretty good uh i always fast forwarded through the rape scene though because it is pretty long in that movie um and then the hills have eyes. I barely remember it, and I remember not liking the remake. I don't like the remake. Yeah. I tr- again, I tried. Sometimes yeah. you have that moment where it's like, "This is considered a classic. Mm-hmm. I should watch it." And then in some cases, I wonder why was this considered a classic? Yeah, <laughs> like just for the sake of it. Like I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. These things happen. Everybody's got their opinion. It's okay, Wes Craven. They can't all be winners. He did just fine without us enjoying some of his earlier works. But uh, yeah, I think we we're gonna we're gonna do a couple other tutorials where the movies you hold in high regard, uh, I'll watch, and then you'll talk to me and ask me stuff about it. So uh, next time, Idle Hands or Jennifer's Body is streaming on something. I love both of those movies. We'll sit down and we'll chat accordingly. Tell the people where they can find you, please, Chelsea. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just type in Chelsea Bennington and that pale brunette is me. (laughs) You can check out Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook for news about our improv shows throughout New York City. You can also follow Spooky Doings on Instagram for all the fun stuff. And uh, we drop our episodes every two weeks. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Give us that five-star boop. It helps us out. And uh, maybe more people can listen to us. So in the meantime, 
stay spooky, because there ain't no better way to be. <laughs> Bye-bye.